Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, we are going to talk about the West today. Which which, which bit of the West do you want to talk about, Sam? Um, let's go American League first. American League West, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mainly I mainly wanted to talk about the Angels in there because um, they're actually good. It seems they might actually be good for once. I mean, they've got like maybe the two best players in the league. Um, so it shouldn't be surprising, but somehow for the Angels it is. Is it maybe though? I'm not sure it's even maybe, is it? Well, you think they're definitely the two best? Yeah. Hmm. And then they've also got a third baseman that they gave like the GDP of a small country to a couple of years ago. Yeah. And Although he is, no he is not the God. Mostly. Apart from the thing. Apart from hitting a home run the wrong way around. Yeah. <clears throat> Which was, um, yeah, probably one of the most fun moments of the season so far. Yeah. Got a lot of time for people doing silly stuff like that. When it's a blowout as well, like I'm sure there's some people who took offence at it because, you know, there's a lot of really pathetic people in the world. That's the problem. Like, I mean, when the, that game is completely dead and they're putting a position part of them out, it'd be fun to see more people do. Like, yeah. That. I think, yeah, particularly when it's that point, like the game gets to that situation. There's basically got to be something to make it fun. Yeah. Like the old school, um, like unwritten rules is kind of like, oh yeah, at that point everyone should just stop trying. I mean, that's like, also crap as a product. If you make yeah. it so that when the game is won in one direction, that you should stop playing. Yeah. But that's just that's just a terrible thing to do. And I mean, not you really had it sport. a few days that's ago in the Cardinals, Cardinals Giants game, where you had Albert Pujols coming to pitch. Yeah. I mean, they were the team in the lead that time, but, you know, why not? They, des- they decided it was a sufficient lead. Why not have some fun? And then you had Luis Gonzalez hit a home run while playing as the pitcher. Yeah. Because the Giants also decided to get a position player to pitch. So Once it gets to that stage of the game, I don't really see why, like, I'm sure some people do have a problem with it, but and I think it's kind of pathetic if you do. It's just uh, there's no reason to have any issue with that stuff. It's fun. It's vaguely entertaining. Most people aren't in the park by that stage, are they? So if you get like a viral clip of it or two, like fine, whatever. That's success for that that individual game. Although that that um, Rendon left-handed homer. I seem to remember watching that. They seemed like the stands were quite full still. Yeah. But I think were they were the Angels working on a no hitter at the same time? Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. They had that team no hitter, didn't they? Was it a team no hitter? No, Reed Detman's got a no hitter. Was that the same game? Did, yeah, did he pitch the whole thing though? 
Yeah, when he got this no hit, was that the same? Yeah, yeah, did. it was the same game. It was it was definitely the same game. Yeah, yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, okay, yeah, it was just him because he had two strikeouts. Yeah, two no strikeout no hitter. Two sw- eight swinging strikes in a hole of a no hitter. Yeah, quite impressive, really, in a way. Yeah, well, makes it seem just lucky. Well, some of the contact in that game, I think, suggested he was also a bit lucky. But, oh, well, he got his moment of history. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, I mean, the, the Rays' offense also hasn't been good this year. No. So that's just what they do at the moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, the real surprise, really, for the Angels, and it really is the difference between this year and, well, the rest of Mike Trout's career, pretty much, it seems like, is their rotation is actually good. Yes, they are top 10 in quality of contact on both sides of the ball, which just seems like a very important thing to have if you're going to be a good team. Yeah. And uh, I haven't gone and checked the other years, but I would guess they have not been that for other seasons. Yeah. Although the one thing is they um, their rotation at the moment doesn't strike a lot of guys out, most of it. So you've got Michael Lorenzen on 6Ks per nine. Reed Detmer is 5.8. Noah Syndergaard 6.6. They've all been quite key parts of the rotation. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's not going to continue. But well, it's probably not going to be quite this low. But um, that might just be a bit of a change to how the game is being played this year as well. With the hard contact yeah. is not being rewarded. Um, that you don't necessarily need to have huge strikeout numbers to be dominant. Well, maybe not dominant, but effective at least. Um, yeah, well, and maybe from the hits point of view, that the kind of swing for the fences approach that you've seen a lot of last few years. You can't hit it over the fences anymore. So. Maybe that's why they've done it, is they don't like that, do they? Like the, no. The commissioner, basically. So then maybe that's it. Is is then if you if you then just swing for the fence all the time and it just gets caught. Not gonna not gonna work really. Um No, not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pitching is the difference. Well, and that they got Taylor Ward and uh, Brandon Marsh in the corner outfield spots pro- producing, uh, getting letting Justin Upton go is looking like a, a thumbs up. Basically, organisations should do this more when you realise you're paying a guy too much. Instead of oh, we should leave him on the roster. Yeah. When the money is gone, with baseball yeah. contracts, unlike, uh, particularly in the NFL, the contracts don't work like that, and it, some NBA contracts, but almost all baseball contracts, you give a big free agent this money, that money is now just, it's not your money anymore. Don't think about it. You need to like make yeah, your decisions, exactly, yeah, not like, based on, those, on the, the salary at all. Yeah. And a lot of the time, when those contracts are bad, you're in a situation where that guy is he's not going to get better again. Yeah. He's only getting worse from here. So might as well give some other guys a go that might be able to help you at some point in the future. Whereas, yeah, when it's an old guy getting paid a load of money, he's bad. It's like him having a few more like substandard seasons at the plate here isn't, isn't helping you in any way. You're not learning anything about he's, players in your organisation. No, and he's never going to be a trade ship. No. And he's not going to be a part of a competitive team. Um, or a good part of it, at least. So, yeah. 
it's, it's it's kind of difficult to do, I guess, when you kind of already said you're paying them for this year. But it's it's almost not that, is it? It's like you agreed to give them this money. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, is you've got you can't think of it as as we're paying him this for 2022 because they they're all well the vast majority again they're they're almost always fully guaranteed these deals or there's maybe like an option somewhere or whatever but like that you just so it doesn't really matter the this quota amount that's meant to be down for this year because you've got to give him the money whether he's playing or not if he was hurt all year you'd still end up giving him that money so it's yeah. like you need to just evaluate him as player x against player y and if it was in this case, guy in his mid thirties trending the wrong wrong direction. You got people who could be trending the right direction who are way younger. Yeah, it's like it's not a complicated decision, is it? No, it shouldn't be. But it is. I can also understand, particularly if you're in situations where you're the guy that gave out the contract, and then you've got to cut the guy that you gave the contract to. Yeah. If you're worried about your job security in front office, that's probably not the best call to make. Is uh, yeah, I, I can see why it's a difficult decision. But their yeah, front yeah. office has changed since that contract, hasn't it? Yeah, I think maybe that's that's quite a, a good argument for changing the front office every now and then as well. Is you're then not you're kind of not then worrying about what your decisions say about previous decisions. Yeah, well, you get it in the NBA with draft picks quite often, don't you? Is is well, yeah. like they're clearly wedded to a draft pick, and it's because you spent the fourth overall pick on this guy. So yeah. everyone else has given up on him, apart from the general manager who made the pick. Because if he admits he's given up on him, it's him. <laughs> he screwed it. And it's like, yeah. So maybe just occasionally rotate the front office when like stuff doesn't seem quite right. Yeah, and then and then you can yeah you can just undo everything bad the other team the other front office did without worrying. Um, but yeah, in general, they've they've just got a lot younger lineup now, haven't they, than they have done in recent years. So they've kind of yeah, just refreshed it a bit. Like, I mean, that's in quite a short span. Upton and Pujols going really yeah. like in how many games played is that? Like, what? There's less than a hundred major league games being played, and they've they've shifted to enormous contracts and. Yep. Guys off the books, um, and it's opened up this space for other guys to play. Also, having Trout and Atani healthy at the same time, and Atani as the two-way player healthy, turns yeah, out that, quite that's helpful. The other thing is, it's probably going to depend a lot on that, isn't it? Well, that's a lot of war. If you have both those guys healthy, I know they're yeah. not. I mean, that's the thing. We've said this before. Is like those two are so good. It's usually not the case in baseball, but like basically, if you can put league average players, both sides. If you can be like league average pitching around Atani and have loads of league average hitters around Trout and Atani, and then yeah. hope you'd hope Rendon becomes something a bit more than he's been so far in this contract, then it's like, well, actually, those guys are that great that that is going to be a half decent team, and you should be close to a playoff spot in the new format with that. And they're obviously better on the course to be way better than that at the moment. Also, Taylor Ward is probably not going to hit. No. Uh, better than Mike Trout for the whole season. Mike Trout might hit that well for the whole season. He might have a 214 OPS plus. As you expect him to, to be honest, almost. I mean, yeah. At this point. Um, but yeah. Um, and I'm, okay, so, well, I guess quickly then on, uh, as we're in the American League, we can, like the rest of the division, it's really 
already it seems like it's between the Angels and the Astros. Um, despite all the money the Rangers spent. Yeah. I mean, this, this Semien, stuff at this stage is still change guys. around, like the Angels fall off, but it's, it is feeling that way. Semien's been screwed by the ball change a bit, hasn't he? Like, that's one of those where yeah. the contracts, Although, which we spoke could, about, felt... You could say he's been screwed or the, the Rangers have been screwed because he now has all the money. Yeah, well, the Rangers have been screwed by as well. But I was going to say the contract I was a bit suspect of already. And yeah. what you didn't need was this guy who had a power explosion over the last couple of years. They then changed the ball, so his power was nullified. Because then the contract goes from, oh, there could be some upside here early on. This might be good for a bit. To this, like, could be, could like, be mayhem. Yeah, it could be really, really bad. Um, also, a quick thing on the Mariners, like, after their strong year. Um, yeah, the Kalinic stuff. Getting a bit... Getting a bit Dodgy Has he gone happen. down again? Yeah, got sent down. Um, and Robbie Ray so far has looked more like Diamondbacks' Robbie Ray. Um, yeah, couldn't have seen that one coming. No. Although, still, he's, he's okay. 4.15 like, yeah, not... FIP is not what you want for that contract, though. No. Like, that's, I mean, a, that's a fine starter. Well, again, actually, I guess falling for the stupid numbers this year, he's got a 78 ERA plus. That is yeah, rubbish. That's, that's actually really bad. It's, yeah. The low just, offensive no environment being the scored. those numbers are not great. I mean, still strung guys out, but the walks are a bit high, giving up bombs. Giving up no bombs, even anything. though they're pitching with a brick at the moment. So I don't know how he's managed to give up home runs. Yeah. I mean, Logan Gilbert, though, again, is backing up his... Backing up last year. Yeah, yeah, which is a good job because um, they need someone to pitch like an all-star in that rotation. And it, Robbie Ray, yeah, uh, it's similar to the Semien thing. Contracts that we had some scepticism about in the off-season. And uh, only a month in, but we're now eight starts into a season for someone. Um, I think you're then at the point where like you could start to be have a few more like... Uh, what's the right word? Like a bit more of foundation to like your views on these things. Is it's not just like we said? I think maybe our last one is like, oh look, this has happened, and it's just like almost a shrug when you're like two weeks in. But yeah. when you get to eight starts, you're like, well, that's that's a meaningful amount of time. And particularly when you've already had this concern about it, we thought you might revert back to being this pitcher, and then eight starts in, he is that pitcher is like the alarm bells aren't quite ringing but they're, you know they're getting there I think with that yeah I mean on um, on that topic of things that we talked about in the first podcast like yeah the first first one of the season the last one which was a while ago actually I think we talked about Verlander after he'd had two starts and like how yes. that is was kind of like kind of amazing how he's come back so well and um He's now had seven starts. And, and he's been even better. Under 1.5. Yeah. And also... Uh, he also leads the major league in whip. Oh, yeah. 0.68 whip. I mean, his K numbers aren't super high again. Like, eight is not... Is that lower than his normal standard, isn't it? Been lower than his last few years. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like I said, seven starts, age 39 season. 
That is outrageous. And he's still really good. I'm also giving them innings that they need. Badly. 45 innings in seven. Don't worry about that. Well, it's over, be- better than a lot of starters do now. It's and, over six. And over coming six off games. surgery. Coming off surgery with that sort of quantity. That's insane. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say under the radar. I mean, it's Verlander. It's not. There's a Twitter graphic about it every time he has a start. But, like, can't really speak highly enough of someone doing this. Yeah. At his age, coming off of elbow surgery. Yeah, just, it really is. Like stupidity. Absolute stupidity. 261 ERA plus. Yeah, it really is like greatness, isn't it? That kind of stuff. Still going yeah. that age, and that's. Funny and that's going to be it, huge for them as well. For all the like, projections and age curves, occasionally there's just like, oh yeah. The name actually matters more here than anything else that anyone else has ever done. Yeah. There's, well, there's the same with Scherzer, isn't it, really? Just guys. Yeah, there. just a select group of people in each sport where it's like, yeah, I know I know. there's this concern that, oh, but look how old he is, look how many innings there are. Yeah. And then sometimes, like, because we spoke the same about his contract, we said the same with Scherzer, and then it's like, well, they're probably going to drop off eventually. But there are also some people in the history of sport that just don't. They're just yeah. they're just that good, and then they're that good they until like on top at like forty two. Yeah, just actually, I'm, no, I'm bored now. I'm gonna go do something else. Like, and maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe we have actually got like four or five yeah. years of Verlander being like this. Because I, mean, I I did think he was he was going to be kind of done after that surgery, or he's just going to be like, like a different different guy to what he was before, but he's not. Randy Johnson's age forty season, runner up in Cy Young. 290 strikeouts, 2.6 ERA. Yeah. Um, so it it's happen. like, that it does happen occasionally. And it's always like, well, the, it's a tricky one though, because it's like, you sh- the weight of evidence is that it's not going to happen. But then there's also some guys who've been as durable as Verlander throughout his career. That it's like, well, there's only such a small amount of people who've had a career like Verlander to this point. How can we really know what he's going to be able to do after yeah, this? That's the kind of thing is it's you're you're comparing him against all the all the, the normal people, the like the mere people. mortals. Yeah. And it feels like that's kind of doing him a disservice because he's I mean, his second act with Houston sort of like that wasn't meant to happen. That no. was it. seemed like he was on the way down then. Yeah. Outrageous stuff. Um, just another one of these Nolan Ryan age 42 season fifth in Cy Young voting 6.1 hits per nine 301 strikeouts so like there, there, that's the weird thing is there is precedent for this for these guys who've had incredibly long careers yeah and and when he's kind of already secured that status is like an all time great like with Scherzer it's like yeah, maybe they you just just put them in that bracket with those guys. Yeah. On that note, Max Scherzer, two point six six ERA this year. Yeah, there's it's crazy, isn't it? Really, they, those are the kind of guys that it's almost. Um, I think even in like the way starting pitching has changed. 
even when they're that age as well, you like giving out those contracts like the Mets did is almost it's just it's just worth it because you know you the the amount of games he's going to help you win if you have like half decent offense. Um, and then just when you're in the playoffs, and you I just think have that guy for a few starts, it just changes the gap from them to like the other guys that you consider. Maybe not quite greats, but like even like perennial all star types, they're yeah. like their range of outcomes for a season. There's loads of guys who will have multiple all star appearances and will get a massive contract at some point. And like, but they have seasons dotted in where they're like a 4.3 ERA guy or, yeah, or like their walk stuff is all over the place, they, their commands all over the place. Sorry. And it's like, but the thing with these is like they're. So obviously Verlander had a little bit towards the end of his Tiger stint where he dropped off slightly. But like there just yeah. seems to be this, there's just like this tiny window, it feels like, of where they're at. Is it's like they can win the triple crown, like the worst case scenario is they're an all-star. Yeah. And there's obviously a really, really small group of people who are at that kind of level. Um But yeah, you're right. Like they're they're with the contracts you sort of feel like yeah, the name actually matters here as much fun as it is to dive into the contact they've given up recently and how they pitched during spring training or whatever. Like sometimes it's just like, no, that, no, we know who that guy is like, and in this, their case, yeah. it's been like, you know, 15 years of being that guy will take the, your wager on them being that good again. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and on that note, let's uh, talk about the national league. Uh, the West again, and I mean, I mean, it was quite like talked about fairly widely that, well, for a while, that all five teams are above five hundred. I mean, it's not the case at the moment. That time recording because the Rockies have lost a million games in a row to the Giants. Yeah, basically, the, the Rockies were like up there, and then they started playing the Giants, and they've they swept them, and now they've won the first game in their current series. They might sweep again, to be honest, but um. Yeah. Other than that, it's kind of. I know it's like last season they like the Giants were obviously came out of nowhere unexpected, and like the Diamondbacks and the Rockies this year kind of expected both to be bad, offensively bad. Yeah, and it might be that when they start playing the other teams in the division a lot more, it goes wrong. But it it will kind of show that it's like when they're just playing against. Other teams in baseball, it's like they they hold their own, and maybe just shows how good those teams at the top are as well. Yeah, it's really peculiar how it's played out in the National League so far, because then you've got the East where the Mets are. I mean, five point five is not really running away with it yet, but it's also a lead that, like, in two weeks that could be eight or nine, and then it's like that's hard to catch up yeah. already. And they've got four of them are below 500. Including the Braves. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did not see the Diamondbacks or Rockies starting off anywhere near this. I mean, I don't think anyone did. That would be kind of ridiculous if they did. I, if someone made the prediction that on like, whatever it is, May the 15th, a couple of days ago, they'd all be above 500. Do you think, well, that... Yeah. Could, does that even I mean, add up? I mean, at this point, they're like just around 500. Um, so it's not exactly like they're like flying, but it's almost it's also just yeah, like they're 
just kind of thought they'd be nowhere. I mean, Brian's also been out for a while for the Rockies. Yeah. So it's not even like that signing is kind of what's pushing them. Good sign for that contract, though. Uh, got it. it just never makes sense, does it? But the Diamond, so the Diamondbacks have a better record than, I mean, obviously, like with what we just said, than like both the Phillies and the Braves. Like that, that is weird. At this yeah. stage, we're now at 36 games. I mean, hell of a long way to go, of course. But that is strange, regardless of strength of schedule or anything, because the Diamondbacks look like one of what, like the four worst teams, five worst teams in the National League. The sort yeah, of team that, like, if they lose their it. first game, they might be below 500 for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. And again, it's... I mean, I, this is the thing. of it, it It might just be the ridiculous offensive environment. Then, but you look down there, like, stars, the RAs, and they're, like, really, really low. Yeah. Like, Zach Gellin, 1.05. Merrill Kelly, 1.71. Madison Bumgarner, 2.29. Thing is, they're not they're not just low offense low though, are they? Because they're way above league average. Yeah, they're still way above league league average. Yeah, but I don't know. I I don't know what to make of that because they're not. I mean, I guess, I guess like Bongana has been that good before. Zach Gallen has flirted with being really, really good in the past, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Merrill Kelly is like an innings eater at points, but like, I guess that's the sort of picture where occasionally they do just have like a, a better year. And like, to be fair, the names in that rotation, like Zach Davies, we know can be an above average starting pitcher. Just going to double check what it was. Yeah. As a rookie, Zach Gallen, 15 starts, one, five, six ERA plus 10.8 Ks per nine. Yeah, that, and that's when they traded him for for Jazz. Jazz Chisholm, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, there's the pedigree is actually there in that rotation. Um, I mean, it's just it's one of those things, though, in baseball, isn't it? Is the, I mean, is some type each of those having like an up year individually is you know oh that that could happen. Yeah, I could see Zach Gallon is like a whatever it is like a one forty RA plus pitcher for the season. Yeah, maybe. But they all like take a step forward together. You feel like there's going to be someone drops off at some point. But like sometimes teams figure something out. They change stuff in their own player development or anything really. Like preparation for a start. I don't know. Like we are we're getting to the point with that stuff where it's like a thing. I is where I'm at. Yeah. Is like in a couple. It's a, not a particularly interesting thing to say. But like in a couple of weeks. If they're still looking like that, you go through the rotation a couple more times, and it's like, oh, these guys are still pitching at that level. Oh, well, that that's now quite a long time they've been pitching at that, and they've all been pitching at that level. You feel like, well, that's that's yeah. an incredible coincidence, or something's like meaningful has changed. Although, if they don't, if the offensive, like you know, the offense doesn't pick up like across the league, I mean, you're going to end up with some ridiculous. Numbers, people like I think. Yeah. Like there are... seems to be so many for this stage of season. There seems to be so many starting pitches with an ERA under three. Yeah. 
which I would have thought by this point, it's like usually this kind of starts to even out a bit, maybe. And it's well, the one is that three point five seven that Davis has got. You would usually think that's like all star level. It's only one fifteen ERA plus. Yeah, that's how low the run scoring is at the moment. Um, yeah, like, maybe they'll change the ball back or something at some point. Which would really mess everything up if they do that midway through yeah, the season. Because we're going to have no idea. That, it's, they keep like these last few years where they keep denying it. Well, it's been it's been proven though, like multiple times yeah. they've clearly changed it. They're using different baseballs. It's really, yeah. um, I mean, it's maybe maybe they're right. Maybe it does. They've found that people don't want as many home runs and more people are watching on ESPN or whatever. But for the people who are actually really into baseball, it's really rubbish. They keep doing this. He's really like messing about with it. Yeah. Even this this contact stuff you look at, and it's like, well, so you have these things that say, well, that that would have been a home run last year. Literally everything changed, about the way he hit that ball. Changed people's careers as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, how how is it going to work when they get to arbitration? And the the yeah. offers and the decisions are based on their production. And you'll go, oh, your production was way below where it's been at your position or whatever it is over the last five years. Well, it's because they've just changed the sport we're playing. You've changed the conditions of the game. It's kind of farcical. Um, on a side note, the Diamondbacks are only around average in like contact given up as pitchers, although neck and neck with the Padres. So, you know, who knows? But they're not, it's not like they're getting incredibly lucky. That yeah. rotation is a, a, maybe a bit fortunate, but it's not like they're, they're all getting smoked and they're just is lining this out. Ex Wober. Yeah. Their, their pitching as a team is. So that, cause, so that takes into account like strikes and. Um... Strikeouts and walks, rather than that. Yeah, um, the top four: the New York Yankees, Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Mets, and San Francisco Giants. Not surprising, any of those. Um, yeah. Then the Brewers, also not surprising. Um, yeah, the <laughs> actually th- this might this might be more uh, indicative of what's to come. The Rockies are twenty eighth by the same metric. Yeah. And the Mariners, who we spoke about their rotation, they're twenty third. The Rangers are twenty sixth. So, like, that's why I think we're at the point of the season where some of this stuff does start to, yeah, you you start to see the outcomes based on what's been happening. You get you get the results coming through by this point usually. Yeah, I think may, we might be getting to the point as well where people's like strength of schedule is going to be kind of evened out a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't I mean, just have this like oh your first month you play. Quite often you have an e- like you have an easy month teams where like you just an easy schedule for a month and then a hard month. Yeah. Um so maybe I don't know. Not very precise, but maybe two months in it's like teams that had an easy month then will have had a hard month. Well also two months in if you're looking at like fifty ish games, you're like around the third of a year mark, aren't you? Yeah. So I, I, you do have to get to a point where it's just basically like, the twenty twenty season. Yeah, stuff is real, um, to a degree. Although, as we said a lot, yeah, twenty twenty season. There's also a lot of um, nonsense. A lot of nonsense because of how short it was. So yeah, there's, yeah, still take stuff a pinch of salt, don't you really? But um, I mean, yeah, should we? Should we talk about these these top three teams here that have? Already, like very, very close in the standings. Um, yeah. 
within what a game and a half, I think, at the I moment. Why? Um, yes, it is game and a half. Um, and I mean, it's kind of the ridiculous thing. Is that, I mean, like, so I think the so the Padres obviously don't have Tatis, but they have had stuff go right for them. Well, their schedule has been... uh, Yeah. And they are in ex-Woba, they're 22nd offensively. Yeah, but I mean, like, Manny Mercado has numbers, like, really good numbers. Hosmer is hitting somehow. Didn't expect that. Well, it's because everyone has to hit it on the ground now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's So, this is made for Eric Hosmer. Smash the ball into the ground for 160 games. Yeah. And they've got really nice production out of like out of their rotation. Like Mackenzie Gore has come up and it's been good. Almost ten Ks per nine as a starting pitcher is pretty nice. Um and yeah, so they they've had a decent amount of stuff go right for them. Um, apart from Tatis being obviously. Whereas I think the Dodgers and Giants have these records. And they've played against some other teams that are meant to be really good. And it feels a bit like it... I know, a lot of the season so far, stuff hasn't really been working. I mean, like... Like, Max Muncy basically has not got any hits. Yeah. He's in my fancy team, I know. <laughs> in fact, he's got a lot more walks than hits. Yeah. It's not really what I was looking for. Well, sort of was what I was looking for. But I was hoping it would be like he gets... 200 walks, 180 hits, not... Really, a kind, a kind of interesting article. There might have MLB, the MLB website about this this ratio, Max Muncy's um, walk-to-hits ratio, which obviously is a small sample size, it's going to change. But I think, right, the only player with a walk-to-hit ratio higher than that for a whole season... Is it Barry Bonds? Which year? 2004. Yes, it was. The year when he didn't need to have a bat. <laughs> yeah. The answer to those, anything to do with walks is always Barry Bonds 2004. Yeah. But well, it's kind of interesting. These, that's the only full season with a higher ratio than what Muncy currently has. With 27 walks and 17 hits. Um, it's the good stuff, though, isn't it? But there we go. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, a lot of the other guys haven't quite got going. I mean, like, Mookie Betts started really badly. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, Turner hasn't hit at all yet, really. That's an interesting one, though. Because he is old. He's old, and wasn't he... He was horrible in spring, I think. Yeah. That's, that's one where, you, where, yeah, as you build this kind of potential picture that maybe... Uh, with hindsight, spring actually becomes relevant again. Yeah. He's not hitting it hard either. 22% hit rate. Hard hit rate, sorry. Not hit rate. Um, a round league average expected slugging. Like, that's uh, that's not good. No. So, I mean, th- that's one to keep an eye on where you think, like, yeah, again, m- maybe it's a bit longer than a couple of weeks, that sort of thing. But like, in a month if he's not at least hitting the ball harder, this is lowest hard hit rate since, uh, well, ever, actually. Yeah. Ex-Woba, 
uh, is the lowest ever. Last year was worse. His worst since 2016. Is there's like, well, this, this guy's... That looks like the profile of someone who has got old. Um, and again, yeah, limited number of player appearances so far this year, but you'd want to see that the ball's coming off the bat hard again. Pretty soon, I think, with that, before it gets to like, he might... It might just be these 37, and that's it. Yeah. I think these guys who um, are the cool story where they start late, not the Muncie's not there yet, but he's another one that will be like that, is they get to the point where they get their free agent deal. And if you give them more years and free agent, they're actually really, really bloody old. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, they're old when they get to be a free agent. Yeah. I mean, Turner's case, he was basically old when he was the first in the major league. So, like, the potential for this is the cliff feels weird because he's not really been around that long. But age-wise, this is the point where you would usually be, like, panic stations, potentially, if someone started like this. Yeah. He's not swinging and missing lots, at least. Like, that's good. His K rate's not exploded because then it would really be like he's completely cooked. Um, but the contact numbers don't make for particularly good reading there. Luckily, the Dodgers have like 8,000 other All-Stars on their roster, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And um, then, if he's that bad for like another couple of months, you would not be surprised they just swallowed the contract, would you? No. They've probably got plenty of stuff lying around, which is good enough. But I mean, they've, their offense really hasn't got going yet, has it? Um, I don't think. But they, yet yeah, they're still there. 22 and 12. Yeah, and I think it's kind of similar for the Giants. Like, they've had guys out injured. Like They've only just been able to start doing their hockey line shift stuff, Yeah, which, which is, is what, what they... was, like, the bedrock of them being uh, yeah. incredibly successful last year. So that also feels they're not really there. And yet they're still, like, up there with the best teams in baseball, record-wise. Yeah. Um, only um, the Brewers, Mets, Dodgers, and Padres have won more. Yeah. Games for the season. Um, so I don't know. I feel like that kind of tells you something. When you look at the context of that record, when it's like they've got that record and it's like not a lot has gone that well. I mean, well, Carlos Rodon has gone well. Although he um, had a horrible outing the other day, so he, it doesn't look quite so silly now. Yeah. But before that, he was basically breaking all sorts of records. Um, that slightly hot take. Not sure I believe it. Because anyway, those three teams, maybe it might not work out mathematically. Really, it's not impossible they're actually like have the three best records in the National League. Because I know the Mets have been really good to start with, but that division you'd figure like when they play each other a lot, yeah, they they could get caught up a little bit. The Brewers are not as good as those guys, but I guess they get to play some really terrible teams a lot of times. Is the yeah. thing there. But like it doesn't feel like particularly spicy to say they are just they're the three best teams. If this was a league where they all played each other like as many times because the thing with San Diego's always been the rotation. It's like on paper, and then they've had all this depth. Gore's been on the way, Clevenger's now back. Yeah. And they've just got so many guys who have the potential to be like almost Cy Young level. They're like, surely if you have enough of them healthy at once, a couple of them are going to be that good. And then the others just try not to suck too much. 
for your like twenty five starts or whatever. I mean, yeah, I really like the Sean Manai pickup. To be honest, I feel like that is like one of those kind of guys, isn't it? That, yeah, there's big upside there, and just being ridiculous. And yeah, they've got a lot of guys like that. Uh, and also, you won't expect Aaron to completely stink the place out. That's the big thing. Underrated thing in sport in general, that I think is yeah. is uh, while it's the high ceiling stuff exciting, is having like just just sort of the level where it's like there's there's not much room for like ruining it here. Although having said that, in in individual games, you Darvish has got got a bit of a track record. Yeah, he does have a tendency to really you know throw I mean, up one over himself. Giants, didn't he? Early, I mean, it might have been the Padres' first game against the Giants. Didn't he have a game seven of the World Series a couple of years ago as well? Yeah. Where he just like can't throw strikes, and if he does throw a strike, well, it's just like cheese down the middle. Yeah, that was the, that was the thing against the Giants. Is it wasn't he wasn't walking loads of people, but just just die a friend fastballs down the middle of the plate against and um, got, like, just kept getting hits against the hitters. Now that's actually the worst sort of losing your command because like you walk a load of guys. If it's really really bad, they can just take you out, and it's like okay, you've walked some guys. Maybe the next guy gets double play, and you've given up some runs. Yeah. With that, it's like, well, so he's not walking, guys, so we're not really panicking. But you just keep throwing fastballs on the middle of the plate and they'll just keep smashing it. It almost almost doesn't look like a complete meltdown because yeah. it's like, oh, oh, they've just got they've got lucky. Yeah. They've just got lucky the ball keeps falling, but it's like they're also hitting everything at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, half. that kind of thing often, I think it, it has to be a combination of that, like, not great command, but also like, it has to be a good offense. Yeah, well, to make yeah. you have to is you can't hit the corner with your breaking pitch, so you have to go to the fastball. Yeah, and the only but, fastball and you've also, got is... and also, throw, like it's still throwing like ninety six mile fastballs or whatever it is. Yeah, like as we've we've seen, like when we've watched guys go cold at the plate, you still get a fastball down the middle and you just hit it into the ground. Yeah, or don't hit a... it. I guess just miss it. Yeah, completely miss it. Um, yeah. Uh, sure let's, let's wrap up. Shall we? Let's wrap up. Yeah, yeah, we'll come back to it soon, I guess. When some more stuff's developed. Yeah, maybe talk about some of the other divisions too. We won't talk about the Tigers though, because we both tip them to be like our breakout team, and mm. let's, let's not look at that. Yeah, let's not think about that one for now. Yeah, fewest uh, wins in the American League at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for listening. If you're still here. And um, five-star reviews, um, subscribing to the podcast, do that on, what, what other things, Sam? Where, where do you list, wherever you listen to your podcast? Yeah, go with that, wherever, wherever you want. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible. All of those, yeah. We're on all those. You just search name of the podcast, you should be able to find us. Um, so yeah, thank you. See you later. Bye.